Welcome to Tech Talks in 20. I'm Michael Logan. And I'm Ginger Collin. Ginger, before we get started today, I just want to play something. Or maybe it's this one. Do those sounds that I'm just playing, did that, did that elicit some kind of response from you? Oh, yeah. Now I, I have to go check my phone, see if I've gotten right. any messages. Right. And I think everyone listening is probably doing the same thing. You instantly check your phone, even if that's not your notification sound. They're pretty common, right? But it's that that idea that we get alerted to that and we have to check it. And actually, according to a study recently published in the U.S., we check it on average of 344 times a day. And if that's the first time you're hearing that, I, I just I just want you to know that I now, like you probably will, will start counting how many times you look at your phone to see if that's even anywhere close to how many times we look. But those little notifications, those little, what, how, what do we call those? They're, I would call them a nudge. Nudges. That's right. Those little nudges are something the cell phones figured out or the cell phone industry's figured out in a way to keep us engaged with their product. How can we use that in the contact center, the concept of nudging? Well, we are going to talk about that today, and we have an expert on nudging in the contact center. Um, joining us again is David Wasserman. He was here talking about the future of work. And so tied very closely to that is the ability to use nudging in the contact center. And so David is Senior Director of Product Marketing for Workforce Engagement Management. And so he's going to go into the strategy of nudging to engage employees through AI-based coaching, digital collaboration, and gamification. Well, let's get started. Let's welcome back David Wasserman to Tech Talks in 20. David, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Michael. Great to be here. Well, we brought you back after our last conversation around how we use technology to retrain, support, and train our agents. I think this time we need to talk about how we get their attention a little bit, right? <laughs> a little bit around how we keep someone's attention or how we drive their attention um, and how we use the approach, or you can explain it better than I can, the approach of nudging. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so nudging, uh, just to kind of put it in a, in a context, it's, a, it's an approach that was uh, thought about and popularized in around 2008 by uh, Richard Thaler and Cass Sunstein. These are very... Uh, uh, Nobel Prize winning folks. And it was a sense of how do we motivate people uh, to do really what, what we need them to do, right? How do we give them positive reinforcement and influence them in their decision-making process to more closely align what they want to do with what others may want them to do? And let, let me give you kind of a parallel in life because I think it, it, it happens to all of us every day. If you think about, you know, the sun came up today. It's an immediate nudge for us all to wake up and, and, and get our day started. You know, if we walk into a kitchen and smell amazing food, we become hungry. So nudging is actually just a part of nature. So it's essentially taking that nature-driven uh, process and applying it in business. So how do you apply it then in the contact center to engage your employees, your frontline folks, and encourage them to be excited about taking the actions that are important? I would say to you that how you take this and, and really put it into action is around what we at Genesis call the science of empathy. So it's really putting yourself in the shoes of the employee 
and really understand how they think, right? How are they operating and how does that align with how we do business? And, and in some cases, maybe it doesn't align. And from there, you'll give folks what I call empathetic nudges. These are like subliminal cues that suggest that certain behavior is necessary. So if you think about a contact center, you think about people taking you know, thousands of interactions a day across a variety of employees, you're giving them these nudges or these cues at particular moments in the interaction with the customer that cause them to do something that, that essentially will result in a higher level of customer satisfaction. Well, let me, let, let's take, so it's not just a phone ringing, right? We know that nudge, right? The phone rings, we pick it up, we say hello. Right. It goes beyond that and extends upon that. But you brought up a point. You said it's the, we're using the science of empathy. And if we use the experience as a service pillars, which, Ginger? Our empathy pillars, pillars right? They, yeah. they are uh, listening and learning, predicting, understanding, and acting. Not necessarily in that order, but... <laughs> We're going to group them together today. Yeah. Let's try to, yeah, let's try to approach the discussion around nudging around those, around those pillars. And I didn't mean to, it wasn't a test, Ginger. I didn't, I didn't try to throw you under the bus with that, but you did amazing, <laughs> by the way, you got them all right. Uh, so let's talk about it that way. So when we talk about, we'll combine the first two listening and learning. How do we do this? How does nudging fit into that listening and learning concept? In the CX. Well, I think, yeah, sure. I think when you think about the, the listening part, it's it's recording the interaction. It's a very common thing that's occurring within most contact centers for, for many, many years. It's not new, but it's it's the learning part that's new. And what, what do I mean by learning? It's really kind of examining, I'll call it the, the decision process. And it's as simple as, you know, you do this, you get that. This is very common in all of our learnings across a variety of subjects in our life. So it's taking these recordings or these interactions that we're, uh, we're, we're listening to and now taking action on those. We're, we're understanding what's happening. The customer said this, the agent did that. It satisfied the customer. So it's really kind of putting things in, I'll call it almost like a process flow. Uh, and that, that's really the first step about, about learning and understanding what's going on in the interaction and what was the real result with the customer. So then you're learning when you're listening, hopefully, right? And so what are some of the benefits and maybe challenges tied to trying to go from listening to learning? Yeah, I think a few things. First of all, the, the technology that kind of would enable this is a, a speech and text analytics product, right? So that's that's actually listening to the interactions and it's actually understanding or learning from those interactions. So from a technology perspective, it's available. So there really is no barrier I would say that the biggest challenge with this is uh, it's getting across the old bias of the way we used to do things. So typically in a contact center, people are trying to attain this, uh, this learning category by doing a small sampling of interactions. But that usually results in maybe two to three percent of the interactions being listened to or reviewed. And then, of course, you're going to have human bias, right? So you have supervisors or managers performing this function. And the results are not only small samples, but they're biased samples. So that's actually one of the biggest challenges in getting past uh, uh, where we are today. It's really using speech and text to automate that process and eliminating the human bias. And then that ties really closely to the next two, understanding and predicting. Talk a little bit more about how to make that happen and how nudging plays into that. Yeah, I think what needs what we need to understand is that learning is different than understanding. As I said, learning is 
do this, get that, the road of it. But understanding is really the why. Like, why, why is anyone even doing that? that? That's what's most important. And I think this understanding piece also comes through a very advanced speech and text analytics product that's layered in with artificial intelligence. And that's not, I'll call it the everyday artificial intelligence. It's the artificial intelligence that's going to give you the why. Not just that someone did this and it resulted in that, but why was that even occurring to begin with? What's the human element uh, that's threaded into that interaction that's causing that to be necessary? Why did the customer react that way? Why did the agent react that way? So when you combine the learning with the understanding, you've got the full package on what's really going on. And from there, you can implement nudging to try to adjust the result. That's where nudging comes in. And that's what I was, I was going to step in there and ask you that. What, so we talk, we asked what the benefits and challenges of, of implementing something like this, but for the challenge for us in a podcast is trying to describe how that UI presents some of that nudging, but I'm sure you can probably explain some of that, but it, it, what, what are some of the benefits and challenges of, of implementing something like that? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the benefits of implementing the approach of, of, listening and learning it's the ability to predict right so now you can take the next step because you you understand the type of interaction that's occurring you you really know the next step and you can really intersect you can intercede at that point because you know what the probability of an agent taking an action is and you know the typical customer reaction and at least with the agent you can adjust their behavior through nudging through the ui through some sort of knowledge management system that provides them additional information. And in turn, that actually nudges the customer. In the end, the goal is to take those two individuals and have them have a better match and a better interaction and a better outcome for both. Do you have an example of nudging in action that you can share? Yeah, I think a very simple example is, is you know, I talked about it was is knowledge management. So if you think about um, customer service agents, they're getting asked a, an enormous amount of questions. Some they'll know the answer to just because they've had experience and others they won't. So the result of not knowing the answer without any sort of nudge to move you in the direction of, of, of uh, providing the customer what they need is, is a frustrated agent, a frustrated customer, and a poor result for everyone involved. So something as simple as helpful information that appears on the agent's screen or the agent desktop to guide them to what they really need to state to the customer versus them guessing or uh, potentially just saying they don't know the answer at all. So that's a, that's a very simple answer, knowledge management. Are customers or CX centers receptive of this kind of technology? Do you think that's something that, that we'll see grow in, into the CX world, that they will hand off some of that capabilities to AI? I think that um, I think that nudging, as I said at the beginning of the talk, is is kind of inherent in in the way we all operate as humans in, in nature. And I think for those companies that uh, are interested in improving their CX in a significant way, they'll look for capabilities that that enable that. They'll look for a UX design that's uh, attractive to agents, that's receptive to agents, that's guiding them through the call versus them guessing all along the way with those, again, with those uh, subliminal cues that direct people to do things 
that they may not normally do, and it directs them to provide a better customer experience. So when you think about um, listening and learning, you also you pointed out that that leads to action. And then the same with understanding and predicting, that leads to the final pillar of, of acting. Can you talk a little bit more about motivating your frontline employees using nudging in the that act, you know, that acting pillar? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, one of the things that I I um I think about when I think about nudging is people have innate skills. They have innate behaviors, they have innate qualities. Not everyone is cut out to be a customer service agent. You're looking for people that have an empathetic ear uh, to a customer's challenge. So first, in acting, it's about choosing the right people, right? It's about making sure that the people that you have uh, have that characteristic. But but you're not going to get it all right, right? Not everyone is as empathetic as, as needed in a particular situation. And that's where it's making this UX that it's intuitive, right? It's something that is guiding that agent uh, to provide the customer service that the customer's expecting. And again, as I said before, it's even guiding the customer's behavior in some way to make a better match between the agent and the customer. But it, this idea of nudging cuts across every element of the contact center. It could be the quality management process. It can be the workforce scheduling process. It can be the performance management process. The ability to design a UX that's not just user-friendly, but again, nudges employees to do things that are closer to what the business is wanting and what customers want will make a better CX approach. Does this require any different skills for your um, your software development team or your your IT team in in terms of working with, say, the the contact center management managers to put these processes these nudges in place? I think for the UX designers and the technologist, it's about them having a human element in their design, right? It's not just about that the technology can do something amazing or that the screen looks great. It's that it actually is helping agents do the job. That That's what you're looking for. And it's it, it doesn't occur all the time. I think that uh, in some cases in the technology world, we do things because it's just amazing that we can do them but it doesn't really have a, a great business benefit for the humans that are involved in the process. No, I think you're right. We talk about that a lot, how AI is a blend of human inter interact or humor, human input, as well as the, the technology there to support that because interactions themselves that use AI still need to have the ability to reach a human. You know, So there's, there has to be the combination, but I'm going to bring up this, this stat because I see it here. According According to a recent Genesis survey, 93% of respondents plan to use in the next one to two years an AI approach to coaching and training. Now, right. when we say that, that doesn't mean that 93% of our CX centers expect AI to do all the coaching and training, right? We, so can you talk a little bit more, more about how that the blend of those two technologies? Because you could see some, you know, QA analysts could see something like that and think I'm being replaced. And that's what we don't want it to come across that way. Yeah, I think I look at AI as uh first it's 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 uh um it's making humans smarter, right? It's letting actually humans focus on the most complex things while the AI does the more rote things. 
So as far as a coaching session, it's certainly not having a computer provide a coaching session to an agent. It's allowing the administrative parts or it's presenting insights to the coach that they may not have seen on their own because they're just too busy. So it's elevating all of the valuable information and data to a supervisor in this case to provide a better coaching session. And as a result of that, it's nudging that, right? It, it, it's creating this nudge that uh, puts the relationship between the agent and the supervisor in a better context so that there's uh, more camaraderie, there's more, as a result, there's lower agent turnover, but that's a nudge. This it is does, so interesting it, because you think about, um, when you think of nudging, you think, oh, we're trying to get somebody to do something and you think the benefit is to the person doing the nudging. In this case, the benefit is also so much to the person being nudged, right? Because the point is trying to help that person. And then they're more engaged, like you said, they're more likely to stay. And it's interesting too, that it helps the managers have a better experience because so much of the time when you talk about employee experience in the contact center, you, you don't talk that much about the managers, but if they can provide better coaching because they're getting this information, they're being nudged and then they're nudging in return with this better information, it's, it creates like this virtuous cycle that's good for them as well. Yeah, I kind of think of, you know, cars nowadays when you kind of veer off the road slightly, the wheel will shake. No one wants to veer off the road, right? You want to drive straight in the lane. So nudging in, in many cases may just be putting people back on the course that they already wanted to be on. They just got distracted. The problem with getting distracted is you could be off the road. So it's better to have the system put you back where you should be. So in many cases, you do what you would typically do, uh, but you need that guidance to get there. Before you joined us, I was talking a little bit about the 344 times a day we check our phones, right? That's the study that we do that based on that nudge. And you think the business value of that nudge, it, it, the nudge makes me feel good that I get it, right? I feel connected, right? That somebody is reaching out. But the business value is the person sending that nudge has my attention, right? right. And then that's what we want. We want to make sure that we're keeping attention. And the business value for us in CX centers is that they're staying on course and making sure that the customers are getting the answers they need and we're not veering them off course, which is a brilliant analogy. I love the, anytime it's, for some reason I use driving analogies more than any of them, but that was, that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. I think there's so many distractions that we all have every second that when the agent or is sitting in the seat, trying to serve a customer, as I said about the car analogy, it's helpful to keep them in the lane because they're getting distracted by their neighbors. They're getting distracted by the lighting but at the end of the day, it's about providing great CX. And I don't think that happens naturally. I think we need to help people along. Assuming that those out there listening to us today have uh, some speech or text analytics or maybe even some gamification tools, what are a couple of first steps that they should be taking to rethink how the, they're using those tools to take this more engaging, like nudging approach? Yeah, I would say that if you have a speech and text uh, analytics product, the first thing you want to do, if we go back to the steps that we talked about earlier, it's the listening part, right? What are people actually saying? 
And what are the results? What is the do this, get that? And start to accumulate the big buckets of what those things are. And I think what people may figure out is it doesn't align with our business goals and it doesn't align with customers want. And then from there, you can dig deeper and to start to understand, well, well, actually, why is that happening? What's going on in the process? And then you introduce the nudging. How do I guide people uh, to do probably what they naturally want to do, certainly what the customer we want them to do to have a better result? I think this nudging approach really, it, it goes without saying, and I mentioned it earlier, seeing it in action is really the different differentiate, right? I mean, it's... There are the nudges, the concept of nudging, but then also being being able to see it in the UI and and you know being able to describe that quickly. Just you know, some of the concepts could be deployed in a in a product that can help nudging along. And in, in your thoughts, because we've talked about this before, we talked about gamification, or Ginger mentioned it. It's it's really gamifying the, the entire experience. I mean that that in a way is a nudge in itself. It's a it's a different way to say nudging. But game of gamification and gamifying the UX and gamifying the experience is, is again, causing people to do things that maybe they wouldn't normally do, that they need to do as part of that CX experience. Well, just a real quick last thought from you, David, because we said it's kind of hard to talk about what a screen would look like, but we want to make sure that that UI, that agent experience and that supervisor experience has that concept of nudging kind of integrated into it or built into it. What are some of the things you expect to see in a tool that's put together that deploys uh, that concept of nudging? Yeah, I think um, a pretty basic thing, although I don't think it happens that often, is colors, right? So when we think about a UX or a UI, the colors that are on the screen cause people to do certain things. And I guess the simplest analogy I can give you is red and green, right? We all, we all understand stoplights or even say red, green, and yellow. Right, we know green is good, yellow is caution, and red is stop. And and even something as simple as a, a UI that contains those type of cues cause people to do things that they wouldn't normally do. But if you look at a lot of UIs, they don't use green, yellow, and red. They're using other colors that really don't mean much at all to us. So that would that would be a very uh, simple approach, but it doesn't happen that often. David, thank you for joining us today, and we hope to have you again soon. Well, what a great discussion on nudging in the contact center. Michael, I learned a lot today. And um, one of the things is that you a lot of contact centers already have speech and text analytics and gamification tools. And to use nudging, it's really just about thinking differently of how you're going to use those tools to encourage the best behaviors and actions among your contact center employees so that they can do a better job and they feel better about the experience that they're delivering. And what's cool about that is the research that we recently conducted shows that 72% of CX leaders believe that AI will play a critical role in augmenting the skills and capabilities of their CX employees. So that, that ties right in. And it just shows how nudging benefits the employees, but also David made the great point of how using these tools can help managers have a better experience because it it enhances their ability to better manage their employees. So customers wind up with a better experience, managers and employees, it's it's a win all around. 
How about you? What did you take away? You know, it's it's a lot of, you know, just to kind of reinforce what you just said when we talk about, you know, our recent study that, you know, was I mentioned 93% of respondents say they plan to use over the next year or two an AI-based coaching or training recommendations. So it is about getting to the right information, right the right interactions to look at, the right interactions to 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 review and coach and, and train on those and use those AI tools to get there. And it, something that when we talk about nudging, the concept of nudging, it was really important that we use an interface that, you know, has that nudging kind of naturally built into it. As you mentioned there at the end, you know, the red, the red, yellow light, green light um, concepts, you know, the little indicators like little slight indications that, that have us react similar to when I played this or this. Well, with that, we want to thank you for joining us uh, on this week's episode of Tech Talks 20. And as we close out this week's episode, I want to thank everyone for listening and hope you're able to take something away from today's topic. Before we leave you, we wanted to remind you to be sure to take advantage of the resources listed below on Genesis.com. These expand on today's topic and will leave you with some additional information. Also, be sure to click subscribe and get notified on previous and new episodes of the podcast and feel free to share with your colleagues and friends. Again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of Tech Talks in 20.